Learning a lot today. We've learned about bees. We learned a ton about bees, actually, and we learned a lot about space and space junk and how it's up there. And I think, for me, researching to do this next interview, I learned a lot already. I'm really looking forward to this. We're going to be talking about being two-spirit and trans in Canada and how colonization really shaped the way that we view gender diversity, especially when it comes to our Indigenous cultures, because it's it, it's changed drastically. It's really, really interesting. So we're going to have a conversation now with Lori Campbell, who is the University of Regina's Associate Vice President of Indigenous Engagement. She is two-spirit and a member of the Montreal Lake First Nation Treaty 6 Territory. Lori, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me on. It's fascinating. It really is. So let's just start by defining some of the terms. So we're all on the same same page here. Two-spirit. Explain what that means. Right. So two-spirit is really, it's a contemporary term that was coined in 1990, wherein a bunch of Indigenous uh, queer people got together and uh, came up with a new sort of blanket term. And part of the reason that they needed to come up with a new term was because of the impact of colonization, which took away our languages. And when our languages were gone, we lost the ways in which we identified ourselves and our roles within communities. So we lost the ways of identifying um, gender diversity. And so this new term was born. So this it's a new term, but it's important to point out that it's not a new concept. In fact, that two-spirit um, understanding has existed in the culture going back a very long time, right? Absolutely. You know, we've seen pictographs on on uh, on rock that de- depict, you know, women uh, riding as warriors uh, on horseback. Um, we have stories like uh, Crazy Horse, for example, which, you know, some of you may know um, he was a contrarian and it's believed that he also had a male partner or even somebody like Geronimo, who was an infamous Apache leader. Um, he had a very trusted aide and warrior who stood alongside him and, and it was a woman and she was known to be one of the most fiercest warriors as well as a medicine woman. And uh, she had a lifelong domestic partnership with another woman. And so we see many examples throughout history of our existence prior to sort of the erasure of uh, colonialism and trying to um, erase that from from the world. And, And the interesting part is the way that it's changed, like you say, with colonization. Prior to that, it wasn't thought as being anything all that unusual, certainly not anything negative the way it was viewed in later years. I mean, back then, actually, two spirit people were viewed with reverence, right? Absolutely. We were we were known as like the mediaries, like we could go in between uh, the genders, we could pass fluidly between them. We were honored um, in traditional societies. We were visionaries, medicine people known as healers. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it, it was like an honor to have a two-spirit person within your family. And, and like I said, you could, you know, you could be going off to fight with the warriors or you could be, you know, staying in, in, uh, in and around the camp and, and taking on sort of domestic, uh, more female gendered types of roles as well. And so there were um, all of those attributes were available to us. Um, So how did it change uh, with colonization? What happened? How did the stigma get brought into Mm -hmm. it? Well, I think, I mean, you know, like I mentioned about, uh, you know, loss of language uh, sort of um, prompted us to kind of erase the ways to identify ourselves, but also the Christian influence, right? And so we know that there's, a, you know, a long history within Christianity that um, has not been accepting of, of anything other than a gender binary. And so the heavy Christian influence within two Indigenous communities has affected um, our understanding of ourselves and, and each other. And and this, does, you know, still happens today, right? We still have many 
many Indigenous people who are so influenced by Christianity and those beliefs that, uh, you know, they've forgotten. And uh, one of the most beautiful things is, you know, as I spend time talking to elders and old ones, is, is uh, um, helping them sort of come around and understand things differently and welcoming, you know, two spirits back into ceremonial circles and back into communities. And it's a really beautiful thing. So is that where the work is now, um, Lori, is to try and sort of restore that understanding and that relationship that the communities had with two-spirit persons? Yeah, absolutely right. Because, you know, you've, you've, you know, many listeners have probably heard about us, you know, talking about sort of the circle and the full circle. And in order to have our circle full, you know, we need everybody within the circle. And that includes our two-spirit people and the gifts that they bring. And so, you know, for example, when I'm, you know, telling you about uh, me, my be- me being two-spirit, I'm talking about a part of my identity that honors my ancestors and speaks to my role within the Indigenous and broader communities. And, and uh, you know, I'd recently been up north and speaking with some older ones um, about two-spirit use and and uh, you know there's, there's so many things there's so many difficult things in the world today and there's so many reasons why our young people all of our young people struggle and you know i just i plead with people is you know uh, young people who are identifying as two-spirit, that should never be a reason um, why we lose them in this world. You know, or any young person who's uh, uh, struggling with their identity, they should always have opportunity, you know, to be loved and affirmed in their unique identities. Um, and it's not just the Indigenous culture of Canada, right? I mean, you can point to other cultures around the world where perhaps the stigmatization, the colonization didn't come in, and this understanding and this acceptance and actually this reverence of two-spirit people, as we're using the, the term right now, um, it's persisted, it's continued, and it's not all about that binary gender assignment that you talked about. No, no, and you're right. It, it it has been all over the world and is documented all over the world. And, and the ways in which, you know, we've been impacted differently by colonization kind of places us in a little bit different um, spaces in response to that. Um, but it, it uh, you know, it, it's not new. And, and I guess, you know, sometimes I think people um, decide this is sort of a new trend or something. And, and it's not about that at all. You know, in, within the Indigenous cultures, it's about, it's part of our reclamation and our resurgence of, of our authentic selves and of, you know, um, completing our circles and, and, uh, you know, recognizing our roles within the communities. Yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. That is Lori Campbell, and Lori is the University of Regina's Associate Vice President of Indigenous Engagement. Thanks so much for her time today. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.